Amen. Y'all can be seated this morning. Amen. Before we got started, I said, Brian, happy birthday. Yesterday was Brian's birthday, y'all. Congratulate him. Hug him. Put $100 in his hand. Hallelujah, because that's how we do. Amen. I'm excited, y'all, about this morning, about this entire series. It's, it's, um, I love it. I told Pastor um, this week that, um, you know, when, when we get to thinking about it, miracles, um, I sat there just really thinking about that. Because a lot of times we think about just a, you know, for example, I'm going to be referencing probably to two of the biggest miracles here for me lately, which has been one is Fat Boys Restaurant because of what's gone on and I've been... We've all been there for a whole year, and we've seen and we've heard everything that's been happening. And then another one will be, probably be um, um, personal, personal things in my life. You know, one of the things that Pastor Levi says, you can't, you can't talk about it if you don't go through it. I was talking to him about something that's happening in my life now, I, a miracle to me, you know, uh, to, to be a business owner. And, and he says, um, if you quit now, you'll never be able to talk about it again. This is it. This is it right here. You've been going back and forth, back and forth. And if you quit now, you'll never be able to talk about it again. In other words, you're you're testifying about it now. You're talking about it now. But if you fold and you quit now, you will never be able to testify about that again. And that's the truth, you know. And so when I think about miracles, I, I, I was thinking about that, like those two big things. But man, I really started thinking about, you know, uh, just that miracles and there's just so much you know when you really get to thinking about it so I told pastor man this is cool I, I appreciate um, the time every time he gives us to speak you know I, I uh, y'all have heard this before and I'm sure y'all are the same if you're thinking about something or if you uh, share a testimony with someone, if, if, if I'm working with somebody, if, if me and Mr. Cooper are working, building something, and, and then in conversation something comes up and he shares something with me or encourages me because of something that I say, y'all know how it is, you just get to dialoguing and talking and all of a sudden the conversation goes a certain way. Well, he's speaking out of his own personal experience, right? And he's speaking about something that he's gone through first before he's sharing it with me. Yeah. And so... Um, when I think of miracles, um, and when I was thinking about this particular topic and what we're going to talk about this morning, it hits home first. It ministers to me first, and then you you guys are going to get it. So I'm excited. Um, you know, thank you guys for everybody that's here. You know, it's uh, I get excited, man. Everybody does. I mean, you know, I know the pastors do, but it's it's really encouraging, y'all, to, to see y'all's faces and to see y'all here. It really, really is. It really is, you know. I know people that are hurting. I know people that are expecting, that are waiting on a miracle. I know people that are praying for something. And so it saddens my heart when I know these things, and I try and I, to encourage them, and then, I, and then I don't see them here. You know, because like you're, you're waiting on something, but, but obviously something else has taken precedence. Something else seems to be more important than what you're waiting on. You know, and they can be like, well, no, that's not true, man. I got to do what I got to do. But man, you got to do what you got to do. Or you're going to let him do what he can do. Come on now. Amen. The series, Miracles, what are you going to do with the miracle that God has given you? 
So my, um, my title for this, some of y'all have heard it, some of y'all use it, some of y'all have never heard it and don't use it. Sometimes I'm a little uh, hood. <laughs> so y'all know in church, when you agree with somebody, y'all say amen, right? All right. So in the hood, if I agree with somebody, I'm like, that's a bet. <laughs> hey man, we're going to do this and do that. Bet, I'll be there. Okay, so that's it today. Bet. Today, my title for today's is, that's a bet. That's a B-E-T. I use it all the time. Talk to my brother. Hey man, yeah, yeah, yeah. yep, that's a bet. That's a B-E-T. I'll see you there. I'll be there. We'll do that. So I'd like to start off this morning. Well, first let me pray real quick, all right? Father God, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for your mercy, grace. Thank you for miracles that you've already done in each and every one of our lives, Father God. You've kept us. You've loved us through some things, Lord. We thank you, God, for your word. I thank you for what you're doing in this time, Father God, during this series. And how you're going to manifest your beautiful, miraculous, wondrous working power um, in our lives, Lord. I pray that you would help me this morning, God, to deliver what you place in my heart. and Help me to decrease, Lord, so that you may increase. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to begin by asking two questions on the topic of miracles. Number one is, are you waiting on a miracle? And number two is... Has God given you a miracle? So just, just for fun, how many are waiting on a miracle? Whatever it is. I'm not going to ask you to say it, but just waiting on a miracle. Amen? Amen. I'm waiting on a miracle. Hallelujah. Man, thank you, Jesus. We're waiting on a miracle. That's cool. How many of you guys have received a miracle? Look at that. Yep. Praise the Lord. And I know some of y'all stories, and it's really cool. I know some, I know, I'm going to, uh, personally, we've sat and talked. Um, and so I know some of y'all stories that raise y'all's hands that says y'all are waiting on a miracle. And I know that some of y'all that raise your hand that are waiting on a miracle have endured some hardship. Right, Sherry? Endured some things, huh? Hard stuff in life. However, we're waiting on a miracle. Yeah, see, that's the beauty of it, man. God doesn't ever stop. We just keep on and keep on and keep on. Amen. So I think the first thing I want to talk about, um, we're going to get to the miracle part of it. So I'm going to back up a little bit. I know we're talking about what, you, what do you do with your miracle, what God has given you now. I'm going to back up just a little bit and just, just, just briefly uh, tap into um, the waiting on the miracle part, Right? So, on the waiting part, there should be two things that are attached to your waiting. There's got to be two things attached to our waiting. If we're waiting, you have to be doing something. And one of the things that we must do, one of the first things, and this is my first B, is believe. There's two things that ought to be attached to our waiting, and the first one is believe. In order to receive your miracle, you got to believe. Belief has to be attached to your miracle. I'm going to read out of the book of Acts, chapter 19, um, from 8 to 12. Y'all have heard me say this story. I love this story. It was a revelation that God gave me when Pastor Levi was in the hospital. And when I went to go see him the second day over there, um, I, I was sharing it with him, you know. And um, it, just, it just brings things into perspective for me sometimes uh, in churches, you know. 
And uh, so here it is, it's Apostle Paul, and he's in Ephesus, and um, he's, he's preaching to a church there in Ephesus. And the Bible says here, um, beginning in verse 8, And he entered the synagogue and continued speaking out boldly for three months. It says he was reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. So this man of God is in here, he's in the synagogue, and he's preaching. Y'all have heard me tell the story before. He's preaching to these people. It says he's reasoning with them. He's persuading with them. If any, if anybody here that's a believer, anybody ever reason and try to persuade somebody at work or just outside of church, you know, just really trying to encourage them. Hey, man, listen. And, and talking to them about whatever it is, you know, Jesus can. God will. Yeah. Trust in the Lord. You know? And then sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, man, you ain't getting it. And you try to reason and you use different examples to try to persuade them. Well, Apostle Paul is really working hard here. It says in verse 9, but when some were becoming hardened and disobedient and disbelief, it says that they began speaking evil of the way before the multitude. It says, so then Apostle Paul, it says that he took his, 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 his disciples, he had, he had about 11 guys with him, and it says, and they left and they went to a school of Tyranus. And then in Tyranus, it says, uh, he went there for two years to go deliver the same message, y'all. So he was in the synagogue for three months, persuading, um, reasoning, really working hard talking to him about the things of the Lord, but nothing was happening. So the only two differences is this. this these folks, this is the thing is that, that got me. It's like, so you got the same man, the same preacher man, and you have the same message. It says that he was, he was talking to them about the things of God. About the kingdom of God, it says here. So you got the same man with the same message, but it's just two different groups of people. So it wasn't that he was the, the one with the issue, why things weren't happening. He was in there on both, eagerly preaching, eagerly pr- um, doing his thing. It was the, the folks that were, the, recept- the people that were receiving. It was the church, the body. In one, in one place you have non- people that, it says here that they became hardened in their hearts and, and they had unbelief. But then it says here that in Tyranus, that they believed and it says... In verse 11, and God was performing extraordinary miracles. And that's where it begins. The belief, extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul. You know, some people can get it twisted and be like, oh man, you know, he's just a man or, you know, but man, we have to understand that God uses man. You know, I I began um, Monday morning when I left the... uh, the house I had to come up to uh, drop off some material at Home Depot, and that's when that's when they began for me right here on Highway 59, driving from Cleveland to New Caney up there. That's when that's when it started. This everything that we're going to talk about. It started that morning on the on the freeway. Then I parked in a parking lot for about an hour and a half before I walked in and kept on, uh, you know, reading and listening and jotting notes in my phone. And this is where it started for me. And um, so. 
We seek from God. We, we don't just come up and start talking and just say things. We just, we really pray, you know, uh, to seek the Lord. What, what is it you want us to share? You know, and it'll be a few of us coming up talking about this same topic. What are we going to do with the miracle that God has given you? And yet, you're going to get something different from every one of us. That's a beautiful thing. That's exactly what happens with the Word of God, and that's how it is. Well, we can all here take the same scripture, and if we do some homework and say, okay, today we're going to do Proverbs um, 25 and 18. Everybody take that scripture, everybody read it, and then next week when we gather together, just kind of share with me what you got out of it. And I guarantee everybody's going to have something different, because that's amazing, that's the Word of God. God ministers to us how He ministers to us. Today, some of you guys are going to get something from here from the beginning. Some of you guys are going to get something at the end. Some of you guys are just going to walk away with one word, one sentence, but we're going to walk away with something. Amen. 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 It says here that even handkerchiefs handkerchiefs, uh, and aprons were even carried from his body and they were taken to the sick and the diseases left them. Talk about the anointing on that brother. Hey, Olivia. We got a baby in the house. Thank you, Lord, for the miracle this morning, God. Hallelujah. Baby Brooks is in the house. Can't wait to see that little feller. That young lad. Amen. So we ha- it starts with belief. We have to have a... Uh, belief has to be attached to our waiting. Amen. First uh, Thessalonians 2.13 says, And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it. Here it is. Not as a human word, but it actually is the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. Right? Believe. Numbers 14.11 says, The Lord said to Moses, How long will these people treat me with contempt? How long will they refuse to believe in me in spite of all the signs? The Lord continues and continues and continues. And He's telling us in right there in Numbers 14.11, How long before they get it? I've showed y'all so many signs. Every week, week and week, people are getting up here at the, at the platform across church, preaching and sharing testimonies of what I've done. How long will you go on without believing, in spite of everything that I've already showed you? Yeah. Matthew 21 and 22 says, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask in prayer. Come on now, come on. Whatever you ask in prayer. I know it sounds real easy, it sounds real cliche, but I promise you guys, that's, it's true. And I've learned this more in the past year than I have ever had. There's folks that are not talking about God, serving God, and they are using this scripture. They don't call it the scripture, they don't call it the word of God. But they say it, if you can believe it, if the mind can conceive, if you can believe, you will achieve. Well, it says right there, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. They just twist it just a little bit, but it's a scripture. But why is it working for them? Because they're applying it and they're believing it. They're believing in a phrase. They have a phrase, they believe in that phrase. We have a scripture, we have to believe in that scripture. Amen? So it's got to be attached Belief has to be attached to our um, waiting. Amen? That's the first one. Moving along. Number two, expect. The second thing that's got to be attached to our waiting is expect. Believe and expect. 
We have to be expecting to be looking forward to it, looking for an opportunity at every turn. To believe is to think something is true without having proof or evidence of it, while to expect is to look forward to mentally as to something that is to come, something that's about to happen. With confidence and anticipation, we're expecting. Y'all get that? To believe, that means just to believe. I believe it. I don't have proof of it. I don't have evidence of it. But I believe it. I'm going to believe. It sounds crazy, right? I believe. I'm going to believe. And so then, so then as I, I got that in my mind, so now as I'm walking around in my belief, I'm expecting. Whoa, right here? Nope. Where you at? I know the Lord said He's going to provide. Maybe it's under this tree. Every person that I meet, you got to knock on the door. Babe, go answer the door. Maybe somebody's dropping off a check. I'm expecting something. Because I'm believing, so I'm expecting. It's got to be attached together. It has to. Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. I'm going to read this real quick. It says here, Healing the lame beggar. Now, Peter and John were going up the temple in the ninth hour of prayer. And a certain man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. In order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. So they lay him down there so that he had some guys that would help him, that would carry him. They lay him right here at the gate so that he can beg for alms. Okay? Um, and when Peter saw, and, and when he saw, so the beggars laying there, he saw Peter and John. It says, and when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking them to receive alms. And Peter alone, uh, along with John, fixed his eyes upon him and said, Look at us. So you got Peter and John, they're walking through. And then all of a sudden, here he is. He's like the beggar. Hey, 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 can you help me? And, he, and, and, and it was direct. They said, look at us. So he spoke to the beggar. And he says, look at us. And watch this, y'all. Here it is. And he began to give them his attention, expecting. Come on, come on. I don't know if you've ever given anybody else attention, but this day was different. I don't know how long this guy had been there begging, but this day was different. This day, he probably was, it, it was done. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired of people carrying me here. I'm tired of asking people for help. I'm tired of not getting the help that I need. And so something happened. This day, this day something happened. Yeah. It says here that he looked up to John and Peter. And he says, and expecting to receive something from them. That brother must have had some belief this morning. And he was expecting for something to happen when these two men went by. It says, Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus, walk. And seizing him by the right hand, he raised him up, and immediately his feet and his ankles were straightened. And with a leap, the Bible says he stood upright and began to walk. He entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. That brother was expecting something. Every time we come in here to church, if you're, if you're believing, I've seen some hands go up, including myself. I'm believing for a miracle. I'm believing for a miracle. Myself, in, in my personal life, 
and my family, I'm believing for a miracle. So, if I'm believing for a miracle, I'm expecting. When I get a phone call or a text message that I see come across my screen, and it's either my ex-wife or my daughter from, from my first marriage, the first thing that wants to creep up in my head is something negative. But I said, no, it's good news. Because I'm believing, y'all, and I'm expecting. I'm expecting a phone call that's going to tell me something good. Tell me something good. I'm expecting. I'm expecting. Every time I get a phone call, every time I go by to visit, I'm expecting something. I'm believing and I'm expecting the Lord for something. Just like this guy did. That day was different for him. I don't care if it takes five more years. I'm going to keep on expecting. I'm going to keep on expecting. Amen. We have to be expecting. We have to be expecting. Every time you walk in here, if you're believing for something, brother. Somebody tap that that young man right there. Alex, tap him real quick. You good, buddy? Okay, good. I don't want you to miss out, man. I don't want you to miss out. I know you're expecting a miracle. And so it's very important that we stay focused. Because the enemy will try to distract us. He'll try to put a heavy heavy weight on us. Of tiredness, of sleepiness all of a sudden. We don't got up out of the bed and came to church. We ain't got to come in here and do it because... He is trying to distract you. I'm not trying to call you out, brother. I just don't want you to miss your miracle. Because I know you're expecting. And I'm believing with you. Amen? In Jesus' name, I'm believing with you. When we come to church, we have to have that. If we're believing, the hands went up. If we're believing for a miracle, then we have to come here expecting. I haven't got it yet, but I'm going to get a sign. They gave me one. It says, expecting a miracle. And I want to hang it up in front of my, in my door so that every time I walk out, I can just look at it and expect a miracle. Yeah. Every day, because every day I live for a miraculous God. Every, t- every day I get up and I walk out, I'm looking for a miracle. Every single day I'm looking for a miracle. What is it going to be? I don't know. Every day. Maybe it's going to be just, you know, it's going to be a big sale. Maybe there's been, listen, this week I didn't make really any, I made one sale. But, um, but I told my wife, man, it's been good. It's been a good week. You know, some things happened at the restaurant. I was happy that I was able to be there one of those days. You know, I was happy that I was able to be there at the at that very time when when I was needed. You know, I, I was happy that I was able to um, go pick up Elizabeth up there in Columbus. You know, so so it was good. Like, but every day I'm looking for something. I'm looking. I'm expecting. I'm expecting because that's how I live. I live and believe. God, I, I do have the favor of God. When I walk into a restaurant, I look around and I tell Alex or whoever's eating with me, y'all see how it is? It's dead in here. Watch what's going to happen. I've even been bold enough past Eli and I say, y'all been busy? Y'all has been slow. Y'all better get ready. It's about to get busy in here. Why? Because of the favor of God that follows me. And when I walk in the restaurant, it could be slow, but just wait. A couple of minutes later, boom, they show up and people are like, oh, they don't know what to start doing. They start, oh man, where all the people come from? They follow me. I'm like the Verizon man with all them people behind me. The favor of God is over my life. I believe it. I receive it. And so I'm expecting. I walk around expecting every, every day. 
Amen. So you got to have those two attached to your waiting. For anybody waiting, we're going to get out of waiting. And we're going to move on. There's a lot more there, but we're going to move on. So just for the waiting part, we have to have belief and expectation attached to it. That's a bet? Yes. <laughs> All right. And my third and final point. This one here deals with, so now we've got our miracle, right? We've been believing for a miracle. We've been expecting for the miracle. And we got it. Whatever that means, we got it. We got it. What are we going to do with that miracle? Now we got it. We got our miracle. Yeah. It was fun believing and expecting. That was fun, right? Pastor Levi, hey man, I'm, I'm waiting on something. I'm believing for a job or I'm believing for this or I'm believing for this cell to go through. Pastor Levi, mama wants to leave me. Can you just come in agreement and pray for me? Oh yeah, I'm believing that she's not going to leave. Pastor Levi, my children. Pastor Levi, this. Can you just come in agreement? Can y'all just pray with me? Yeah, we'll pray with you. In the name of Jesus. We'll get excited and we'll shout and scream. Woo! And we'll leave and like, yeah, I'm believing. And I'm walking and I'm expecting in every corner and I'm looking. And it's fun while you're believing and expecting. It's good. It's exciting. But now you got it. Woohoo! We got the miracle, yeah. Got the business. Got the restaurant. Got my spouse back. Got my kids are back. Got the money. Got healed from a sickness. We must learn to trust God. Trust. That's a bet right there. So Monday morning, um, that was not the T. The T was a different word. And then Tuesday, as I kept on studying that morning that Tuesday I got up that's all I kept hearing all morning trust so I said okay so then I went back to my notes and I deleted that one and I put trust in the in the T and deleted everything I had for that other word and I just kept trust there so then that I, I went off on a on a on a hunt trust trust you know man I tell you guys well when, when God tries to do something the enemy try to come in here and wah, snatch it man intercept and, um, you know, he started putting some stuff in my head about trusting God. Because I started thinking about the word trust. So then I'm going to be real with y'all. A little bit of fear started to creep up in me. Trust. Man, could this be for me? Lord, what are you trying to tell me? Is something bad going to happen and I have to trust in you through this? And then I thought about something that a very wise woman, Pastor Lori, told me one day. She said, you know what we have to pray? We have to pray that um, the Lord will prepare us for the unseen. Lord, prepare my heart, Lord, for, and that's exactly what I did. When all that stuff started to hit my head, when I was thinking about trusting, and I'm thinking, is it for me, God? Are you trying to tell me something personal? And, and I just say, you know what, Lord? I'm not going to fear anything. I'm going to put my trust in you. So what I do ask, Lord, is that you would help me prepare my heart for the unknown. Because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm talking to you guys about believing, expecting, and trusting. You know, we might lose the loved one. I don't know what tomorrow brings. 
I don't know what tomorrow's miracle is going to be or today's miracle. And so some of us have to trust more than others. My trust might be this. Your trust might be this. I don't know. But we have to trust. We must learn to trust God in the midst of our miracle. Why? I'm glad you asked. You see, once we receive the miracle, what what if it doesn't go the way that we thought it would be? Was it not a miracle then? Was, was God lying? I mean, we were praying for it, and we were expecting it. It must be, right? But what if? Right? Lord, just come to you, God, and I'm just praying for Man, Lord, you know we want a son, but man, we want a baby, Lord. Man, we've been together all these years, God. We can't, man, we can't get pregnant, God. But I'm believing in you, Lord, for a miracle. And then all of a sudden, the baby shows up. What a beautiful miracle. That's a miracle, right? A baby? Right? Olivia? You got some beautiful miracles. I love your miracles. It's a miracle. We prayed for it. And the Bible says that every child is a gift from God. I have Bianca's name tattooed, and underneath it it says, or above it, on my arm it says, Miracle of God, and it says Bianca. Milagro de Dios. Because when she was born, she was a preemie. She was born at seven months, and she was this big. Three ounces. And then, um, um, I remember I was uh, every day after work, I'd go to the hospital um, to go see her, and um, she was in this incubator. And I can just look at her, and I can stick my hands in there and touch her, but I couldn't hold her. And then after a few weeks, and they let me bring her out, and she would fit right here. And I remember one day after work, I'm just sitting there, and I'm holding her, and then all of a sudden, she stops breathing. And I'm, I'm in a, on the recliner, and I look up at the machines that are all, she got all kinds of stuff hooked up to her, and these things are going crazy. And I don't know what they mean, but it caused some stir up with the nurses, because everybody's running in there, bum-rushing me. Daddy, daddy, give me the baby, give me the baby, give me the baby. And I'm like, okay. And I'm freaking out. And so now the baby's not breathing and her heart stopped and, you know, um, and I just kind of like froze there. I'm sure it was just seconds, but it felt like minutes. It felt like a lot. And um, they're tapping her heel. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. And then boom, she just goes, (sighs) dude, dude. And I'm like, everything okay? They're like, oh, yeah, dad, everything's fine, dad. I'm like, all right. Yeah, and then uh, when we took her home, she had been home for less than a month, and then her mama calls me. I'm glad I was right around the corner. I was about to drive an hour away to, for an appointment, and I just happened to call and check in. Hey, how's Bianca? You know, didn't have cell phones back then. How's Bianca? And uh, she says, uh, she's doing good. She's right here. And then all of a sudden, just like that, Ben, you got to hurry up, Ben. She's not. So I hauled butt to the house, and she stopped breathing. She was all kinds of colors when I got there, man. I picked that little girl up. We put her in the car and went all real fast to the hospital, and everything was fine. So she's a miracle. We're all miracles. You know, I'm sure we think about it. At one point or another, we could have lost our lives, right? So, so we have a miracle. We've been praying for the miracle. The baby was there, right? This is a good miracle. This is a good miracle. Lord, I just thank you for my miracle, Lord. Man, he's been a good son. 
Great son. Thank you, God, for this amazing miracle, God. Giving me the opportunity to raise him. I remember when he was a baby. I wish he would never uh, grown up this big because I like him when he was a baby. <laughs> and, man, I remember when he was in second grade. Man, you were so cute. All your teachers loved you. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful miracle. Yeah? And then they grow up. Yeah. But what happens if all of a sudden your miracle... Man. What? I'm not a child anymore, Ben. Come Why on. Why do I treat me like one? Come on, man. What are you talking about, dude? Come on. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a kid anymore. Dude, I love you, man. No, I don't care. You what? can't treat me like that. What? Man, I'm done. Hey. Alex. So what happens when your miracle acts like that? Is it not a miracle anymore? Did God make a mistake? The enemy has tried a lot of me. The reason is because you had her when you were out of wed. It was out of wedlock. Y'all weren't married. She got pregnant. Y'all got pregnant while y'all were living in sin. So, yeah, she was just a mistake. No more. Uh-uh. The devil is a liar. My daughter's still a miracle. Lord, send me a wife, Lord. Man, Lord, send me a wife. Send me a wife. I hate you, man. God, dog it. I'm going to get a divorce. I wish I would have never met you. We prayed for the miracle. And we got it. Did God make a mistake with our spouse? What do we do with the miracle that he's given us? What do we do when it gets like that? When the beautiful baby that we prayed for, we get it healthy, beautiful. God has kept it. All these years, he was cute. Until all of a sudden, something happened, and they turn on us. We prayed for a miracle. It was exciting when we were dating our spouse. It was beautiful, the wedding, the bells, the, the music, the friends, and everybody who celebrated us. And then all of a sudden, we get to fighting. Then what? We pray for a business. God, give me a business. Bless the business. And then all of a sudden, you're in court because somebody's trying to sue you. Then what? Do you throw in the towel and you fold? No. The Lord heals you from sickness. Then what? Joel Osteen has two parents. He had a mother who had cancer. And the Lord healed her. She's still alive today to share that story. Many years ago. When the dad had sickness, they did the same thing. They applied the same scriptures. They applied the same faith. But he, he went on to be with the Lord, Mr. John Osteen. So, so what was it? Why did, why did the miracle kept mama alive but not daddy? I don't know. There's, there's questions here on earth that we're never going to get the answers to. But in the midst of that, we have to trust God. 
You trust the Lord when things ain't right with your miracle. Whether it be a family member, whether it be a business, whether it be a relationship, finances. You trust the Lord. See, what happens is, Sometimes many of us know God in a good place. We know God in a place of praying and believing and expecting. That's a good place. We know God in in receiving it. That's a good place. But we don't know God when everything is not going too good. And we got to learn to trust in Daddy when things ain't going so good. We need to take care of the miracle that he's given us and recognize who, who it came from. What if God is trying to teach us something? Deuteronomy 8, 2 says, And I dragged you through the desert for 40 years to humble you, to test you, to see what was in your heart, if you were going to obey my commands or not. When things go, go wrong, do we turn on our backs on God? Do we get mad at God? And curse the blessing? Curse the marriage? Man, Lord, I can't believe you gave me that. Well, you were asking for her, man. You prayed for her. <laughs> Oh my God, I can't handle this business anymore. But you were on your knees crying for it, man. What are you talking about? Remember Job? Y'all know Job's story, huh? He lost everything. He was in terrible pain. Lost his children, health, wealth. Friends were no help. Wife was telling him to give up. He thought he was going to die. And in 1315, Job says... Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. I'm on my deathbed, Lord. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how Pastor felt when he was in the hospital this last time he had a heart attack. I don't know what that was like. But all I know is that when I went to go see this man in the hospital, he wouldn't defeat it. Ben... You know, we need to start talking about what we're going to do with the church. (laughs) Nah, man, I walked in there and he's just declaring, he's believing, he's expecting for his miracle. You know, he's preaching to the nurses and doctors and everybody else is coming in there. Yeah, he wasn't a defeated man. We don't know what was going to be the outcome of that. We were all believing for good. But I guarantee it, if they would have been uh, uh, telling him, listen, man, I don't know. I guarantee he'd have been saying, man, though you slay me, I'm going to still trust in you. That's what Job did. And we got to remember that. Psalms 56.3 says, when I am afraid, I will put my trust in him. Hallelujah. Psalms 12.2 says, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord God is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. We got to trust in the Lord. So here's the formula, guys, to the miracle. The formula to the miracle is this. God plus belief equals miracle. God has to be in it. God has to be in it. If it's not, it's not a miracle. Nah, it's a bunch of baloney. I don't believe you. Oh, yeah? All right, well, check this out. When you look up the word miracle, the definition, let's see, y'all can look it up. The definition says this. It's a surprising and welcoming event that is not explicable, 
by natural or scientific laws and therefore considered to be the work of a divine agency. Divine agency, when you look it up, means related to or coming from or like God. So, if it states that the miracle comes from a divine agency, it's clearly saying that the miracle comes from God. It doesn't come from me, doesn't come from pastor, don't come from Santa Claus, it comes from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The miracle comes from God. Never forget God gave us the miracle. Be a good steward of what He's of what He's given us, and be serious about it. If you got a miracle, if you already received it, be serious about it. Take care of it. Be a good steward of that miracle, and trust God through it. Especially when they don't, because it's easy to trust them when it's good. But the problem is when it's not good. We gotta trust God. That's the thing right there is trusting them when it's not good. The trust part comes in when it ain't going good. That's when it, that's that's when we got to trust God. It's a platform for His glory. Whatever the miracle is, you're not the gift to the miracle. God gave you the gift of overseeing that miracle. There is a purpose that's attached to the miracle. I promise you. Think about that. There's a purpose that's attached to your miracle. If it's your if if, if it's your wedding. Man, we've been through some stuff, man. Shoot, it's a miracle that we're still together, only by the grace of God. How many times y'all heard that? And there's purpose in that relationship. There's people that need to be here this morning to hear this, because their relationship is all over the place. Our kids, there's purpose there. I didn't touch on this, but what if somebody hurts your miracle? That baby, what if somebody hurts that? What are you going to do? Pull out the sword say, I'm going to get you. Or pull out the pistol or whatever your choice of, or pull out your fist and just go handle it yourself. It's easy to do that. We can handle it. We become self-sufficient. We become, I can handle this. I can make some phone calls. I'm going to take care of business. Whether I need money, whether I need some backup, whether I need whatever it is that I need. Nowadays we can call whatever, whoever for whatever. At any time. And so therefore we become self-sufficient. So, so we don't even give God room to work in our lives. We take on the whole load on us do it. God wants us to trust Him. Put it in His hands. Never forget where the miracle came from. God has gifted, given you the gift. And there's purpose attached to your miracle. So don't mess it up. And whatever that may be, don't mess it up. Have you taken God out of your miracle? Have you taken God out of your miracle? We have to keep Him in it. We have to trust Him. That's a bet. Believe, expect, and trust. Amen? Um, That's all I have. And so I wanted to ask this question. The believing part is easy. The expecting part is fun. The trusting part is hard. And so this morning, I'm going to do an altar call. I feel led to pray for somebody. And so if you've received a miracle, and maybe you're, you're struggling and trusting, it's a struggle, man. I've been there. Done that. I'm in it now. 
Every day I got to trust God. Every single day that I wake up, I'm trusting God. Every single day I have to trust God. It's a miracle, man, that I'm saying. It's a miracle that as Christians that we, with the stuff that we go through, amen? It's a miracle within itself that we're saying. It's a miracle to see this man and this woman right here. Y'all don't understand how many hours and days he's been up straight. But that's a miracle across the street. And I know that at times it gets a little heavy on them. But I know you trust in God through it, ain't it? Yeah. But him being here is a miracle. That he ain't across the street to sleep. You know? I'm sure for a lot of us it's a miracle. That we're alive. It's a miracle that we're here. Yeah. So this morning, if, 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 if that's you, if you're like, you know what, Ben? I'm waiting on a miracle. Or, or I, this is it. I received my miracle and I've taken God out of it, man. I try to handle it on my own. If that's you this morning, I want to pray for you. The altars are open. And I just want to pray with you. Just want to come in agreement with you, partner up with you, link up with you. And pray for you. That's going to be the altar call right there. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior this morning, and you say, you know what? I want to, I want to, I hear you. And I want that. Because God, our God is so amazing. It's so amazing to live for the Lord. Because He does miracles every single day. Every single day. And He will move. Man, I was going to bring my plaque. I've, I've got a big plaque. And I made copies and I put it in my plaque and I was going to bring it because that's I have it in my wall in my living room. That's a miracle. The pictures and the text and how it all came through when I was going to get evicted a few years ago. And I stood in their office and he says, trust God. What time are you going to get evicted? At 5 o'clock Tuesday. Well, let's just see what happens. Wait till 4.30. What? <laughs> no, man. Can't you just give me the money, man? I bet you back. See what I'm saying? Self. Become self-sufficient. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to call. Say, hey, man, catch me a little loan. That's easy. But then I trust in me and trust in my friends. But when he just put it back on me, I left his office believing. And I was expecting. I was expecting. I was expecting. Baby, I'm going to sell the car. No, you're not going to sell the car. I'm going to sell the car. And I was expecting to sell the car. It didn't happen, but I was expecting to sell the car. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. We were expecting whether it was selling the car. Babe, go do a CPR class. Babe, I'm going to go do this. Oh, I got a car. I'm going to go do this inspection. I was expecting to make the sale. I didn't make the sale, but I was expecting every corner. Because he said, we're going to believe and we're going to pray. And so therefore, we've put this thing on God. If God ain't never let us down, why is he? He ain't going to start letting us down now. So when I put it in his hands, y'all, Monday at 12, 24 p.m., I got the text. It said, hey, man. Come on and pick up the deposit. Go ahead and get that job. The dude wasn't going to start doing the job till the next year, four months down the line. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, I've decided to do it. Yeah, all right. You didn't decide nothing. That's God. Come on, man. Hallelujah. That's God. And so that's, that's a miracle for me. And took my faith to another level. Believing him for whatever. Amen. Well, Amen. Pastor, that's all I got. If uh, unless somebody needs some prayer, but that's all I got, man. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, guys.
situation that he went through, that took his faith. That, believe, expect, but the trust. If you don't ever make the investment of trust, you can't get to that other place. 